0: I am the Lord of the Aya ka naghdou, 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 aya ka لن alu birra and Surah Masih, the fifth,
1: ayyadahu Ta'ala, Ibn Asil-Aziz recited verse 93 of Surah al imran and stated, the translation of this verse is as follows, you cannot attain to righteousness unless you spend out of that which you love. And whatever you spend, Allah surely knows it well. Elaborating on this verse, the promised Messiah states at one place, you cannot attain to righteousness which will grant you salvation unless you spend in the way of Allah out of that wealth and from those things that are dear to you. The Promised Messiah further states, you most certainly cannot attain true righteousness until you spend the wealth you hold dear out of sympathy for mankind. Allah the Almighty has emphasized financial sacrifices to such a degree that true piety which pleases God Almighty, provided that it is performed with the intention of acquiring the pleasure of God Almighty, will only be considered true piety when one gives something that is dear to them for the sake of acquiring his pleasure and out of sympathy to mankind. Subsequently, this then becomes a means of salvation. At one place, the promised Messiah stated, It is not deemed righteousness if one's cow falls ill and when there is no chance of its survival, the owner says, let us sacrifice this in the way of God. The same is the case if a beggar approaches and is given old and stale bread, which no one eats at home. These things are of no use to that person anyway. The wealth which is dear to someone and is spent in the way of Allah and in order to attain his pleasure is the wealth that is accepted by him. This is true righteousness. Through this, one can gauge their level of compassion for mankind. It demonstrates how much our hearts are moved for the sake of others, as well as the level of our passion and sentiments for serving religion. Then the Promised Messiah states on one occasion, Man harbors great love for wealth. This is why it has been mentioned in the interpretation of dreams that if a person sees that he has extracted his liver and handed it over to someone, it symbolizes wealth. For this reason, God has said in relation to acquiring true righteousness and faith, meaning you cannot attain to righteousness unless you spend out of that which you love. The reason for this is that a large part of sympathy and kind treatment towards God's creation necessitates the spending of one's wealth. Moreover, sympathy towards mankind and God's other creation is the second half of faith, without which one's faith cannot be complete. Until a person sacrifices their own pleasures, how can they benefit others? In order to benefit others and show them compassion, it is necessary to sacrifice one's own desires. In this verse, guidance has been given on this very concept of sacrificing one's own desires. Hence, spending wealth in the cause of Allah is a standard and benchmark of one's prosperity and righteousness. The standard and benchmark of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu offering sacrifices in the cause of Allah was such that the Holy Prophet sallallahu alaihi mentioned a need and he presented himself with all of his belongings. Thus, these are the standards of sacrifice and presenting the wealth which is dearest to a person, the greatest example of which as mentioned by the Promised Messiah was established by Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq Subsequently, the Companions also established these standards of sacrifice within their means and according to their ranks. Then we see in the time of the Promised Messiah that in order to further his mission, Hazrat Maulvi Hakim Nuruddin Radhiyallahu Anhu Hazrat Khalifatul Musiid the first set the highest example of sacrifice in the spread of the literature and the propagation of Islam He wrote to the Promised Messiah of Islam and this was mentioned by the Promised Messiah of Islam himself I am completely devoted to your cause whatever I possess is not mine but belongs to you, my leader and guide. I say in truth that if all of my wealth is spent in the spreading of the faith, then I will have obtained my objective." He then wrote, My bond with you is like that of Hazrat Umar Farooq, and I am prepared to sacrifice everything in this path. Pray that my demise is like that of the truthful. Likewise, there were many companions of the Promised Messiah who made sacrifices according to their means. And the sacrifices they made were such that the Promised Messiah stated that he was astounded to witness the degree of their sacrifices. Why did they make these sacrifices? It was in order to become the helpers of the Promised Messiah in His mission to spread Islam. It was because they desired to present sacrifices whilst also extending sympathy for mankind in order to be counted among the community of the true servant of the Holy Prophet They did so in order to fulfill their role in the completion of guidance. And the members of the community were inspired with this urge of sacrifice, so much so that even after the promise of Sayyidina Islam, during the era of every khilafat, Allah the Almighty has continued to grant such people who offer these kinds of sacrifices, who put their own preferences aside and make every effort to increase in their contributions. Among those are new converts as well as those who have been Ahmadis for a long time. I shall present some examples of their sacrifices. Today's sermon and the first Friday Sermon of January is usually regarding the announcement for the new year of Waqfajidid, in 1957, Hazrat Musleh Maud initiated the scheme for the Tarbiyat and Tabligh in rural areas. Initially, the scheme was limited to Pakistan alone, but in the era of Hazrat Khalifatul Masih the Fourth it was expanded to cover the entire world.
2: <laughs>
1: Hazrat Khidmat Masih the Fourth instructed that out of this scheme, the money collected from the developed countries ought to be spent in the countries across Africa for the purpose of tabliq and tabiut, and this has been the general principle even up until now. The money collected from this scheme is spent in Africa and other poorer countries. By the grace of Allah, the members of the Jamaat strive to their utmost in order to be a part of this scheme. But it is not the case that Ahmadis residing in Africa or other underdeveloped nations are not striving to become a part of this scheme. Based upon their income and circumstances, Their sacrifices are worthy of praise. But as it were, the extra expenditures are fulfilled from the alms collected in more developed countries. Those making sacrifices all around the world are well aware of the Hadith the qudsi of the Holy Prophet in which he stated, Allah the Almighty says, O son of Adam, leave your treasure with me and rest assured. Fear not it being burnt by fire, nor of it drowning in water, or even of it being stolen by a thief. I shall give back in full the treasure which is left with me on the day which it is most needed. Furthermore, the sacrifice made in the way of Allah the Almighty not only benefits one in this world, but also in the life after death. Allah the Almighty states in the Holy Quran, وَمَا تُنْفِقُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ يوفى لَا تظلمون. Meaning, and whatever of wealth you spend, it shall be paid back to you in full, and you shall not be wronged. Therefore, when Allah the Almighty makes a promise, He fulfills it. He demonstrates examples of it in this world so that one may have firm conviction that Allah the Almighty will also make them inherit the rewards in the hereafter. It is not like the case of worldly establishments whereby one invests an amount of money in a business and either makes a temporary loss or gain, where the profit is only limited to this world and there is no guarantee of any gain in the future life. In fact, there are some businesses in this world which profit a person for a certain time, but then the owners seize all of the wealth, leaving those poor people who invested in it to lose all their money, as is prevalent nowadays where billions of dollars of those who invested in Bitcoin or cryptocurrency has been lost because those who ran these businesses usurped all the wealth and everything was lost. Anyhow, in my opinion, businesses such as Bitcoin etc. are all a form of gambling. In any case, there are extraordinary examples of how Allah the Almighty rewards those who make sacrifices in His cause. As I mentioned, I shall present some examples where those who have made sacrifices are not only benefiting in a worldly sense, but their faith is also strengthened. There is the example from the Bomi County of Liberia. The local Mu'allim there says, I went to a community of new converts in Fumba to collect donations towards waqf After meeting the local Imam, a large-scale program was held in which the majority of the village participated. Members were told about the importance and blessings of waqf After the program, we also went to the individual houses for collections. At the time, a khadim went home, but he had nothing in his house. His mother asked to be excused as there was no money available to donate and that they would donate at some point in the future. We therefore returned, but a short while later, that same khadim came running and said, Here is 250 Liberian Dollars, which my father gave to me for my school fees. I donate this so that my house does not remain deprived of the blessings of this scheme. A few days later, that same Khadim came to our center and said, Two days after you left, I received a message that a relative of mine had sent two thousand five hundred Liberian dollars towards my school fees. Therefore, with this money I was able to pay my school fees and also buy other things that I was in need of. As a result of my sacrifice Allah the Almighty has given me tenfold in return. This is how Allah the Almighty bestows faith and conviction in the hearts and the one who grants in this life will also fulfill his promise of rewarding in the hereafter where these sacrifices are being recorded. Then there is an example from Guinea Kanakri. The missionary from a Jamaat in one of their regions called Minsaya says that during the Ashara waqf He was individually approaching members of the community at the mosque and was encouraging them to take part in this scheme by explaining to them the importance and blessings associated with it. At that time, the Imam of the village mosque, Abu Bakr Kumara, who had only recently become an Ahmadi, said that he would be the first to offer a donation, as he should set an example for others. It was not that he enjoined others to participate in this scheme while not participating himself. Rather, he said that he would be the first to take part in this scheme. Hence, he took out the 10,000 Guinean francs he had in his pocket and offered it as his financial contribution. Later, he came to meet the missionary and told him that just A short while after offering that financial contribution, one of his friends sent him 1.5 million francs as a gift. He said that he believed that Allah the Almighty granted this to him as a result of his financial sacrifice. He then said that he would offer financial contributions now with more regularity. This is the manner in which Allah the Almighty treats new converts. If they spend in his way, he promises a reward in this life, and God willing, the promise regarding the hereafter will also be fulfilled. Then a local missionary from Cameroon writes, A young boy accompanied me to various villages in order to collect donations for Tahriqa jadid He was unemployed, and so he was only able to offer 1,000 Sifa francs himself for Tahriqa jadid he asked me to pray for him to find a job so that he may offer more. The local missionary responded, All right, I will pray for you, and you should also pray for your job. A short while later, Allah the Almighty heard his prayers. One month later, a branch of the UNO hired him as a driver. As a result, he offered 10,000 Sifa francs for work for jadeed saying, Allah the Almighty increased my income as a result of me making a sacrifice while I was facing difficulty. Amir Sahib Tanzania writes, that a woman from the Jamaat said that one day she was going to the market to purchase some things for the home. Along the way, she came across the local missionary who told her about Waqf jadeed and drew her attention towards making contributions. She said, I told him that at this time, I only have 2,000 shillings. I am going to the market to purchase some things. She then offered 1,000 shillings and used the remaining 1,000 to purchase what she needed. She says, While I was there, a lady called out to me. She had borrowed 5,000 shillings from me some time ago. So much time had elapsed since then, that I had no expectations of getting it back. That woman called out to me and gave me 5,000 shillings, saying that she was repaying the loan which was due. She then returned to the local missionary and said that Allah the Almighty bestowed this upon her due to the blessings of offering financial contributions. Hence, she gave another 1,000 shillings. A local missionary from Liberia says, I visited the home of a member from the Ganta Jamaat named Aisha Sahiba and drew her attention towards taking part in the Waqf-e-Jadid scheme. She said that she did not have anything at that moment, but said that I should wait and she would try to make some arrangements so that I did not leave her home empty-handed. She was concerned that he should not leave empty-handed. She quickly went and took a loan from someone and offered 100 Liberian dollars as financial contribution. The local missionary says, I was still in her home when she received a message on her phone alerting her that someone had transferred some money online into her account. She said that she had only offered a financial contribution of 100 Liberian dollars and Allah the Almighty rewarded her for it right away. Then a missionary from Guinea Conakry writes, There is a member of the Jama'at by the name of Sayyid Doba Sahib, who was unemployed and had applied for a job at various mining companies. However, there did not seem to be much hope. During the Ashra of Waqf when he drew his attention towards making financial contributions, he said, I am unemployed and cannot give much. In any case, he put his hand in his pocket, took out 5000 francs and offered it as financial contribution, saying that this was all he had. He says that five days after offering this contribution, he received a job offer from a mining company where he had not even applied. And by the grace of Allah the Almighty, this job paid a monthly salary of 500,000 francs. He says, The insignificant sacrifice which I made in the way of Allah the Almighty, he returned to me manyfold in accordance with his promise. Then a missionary from Nigeria also writes that there is an Ahmadi in the Kano state by the name of Nasir Sahib. He says, I was worried on account of not having a job for three years. It occurred to me that I should start making financial contributions once again according to whatever I am able to give. He had stopped making contributions since he did not have a job. But he decided that he would start making contributions out of whatever he had. He told the missionary that since June of last year, he started offering monetary contributions. He told the missionary, not even three months had elapsed when a person contacted me saying that they had a vacancy for a marketing position in their company. And so the company hired me. This was the first contract of its kind handed out by the company. He says, I am convinced that finding a job or work after so long is due to the blessings of financial contributions. Then a missionary from Central Africa writes about a new convert named Jibril Sahib, who says, When I joined the community last year, a change began developing in my moral and spiritual state. It is also worth noting that not only did he join the community, but he must certainly have prayed and worked hard to change his condition. And it was through the grace of Allah the Almighty that he began noticing a spiritual and moral change within himself. Then he says, one day, when the missionary made an appeal for waqf as the year was coming to an end, saying they ought to make contributions no matter how small they may be. He says, I made a financial contribution at that moment. And since then, until today, my work has been extremely blessed. God bestowed His special favor. And now my work always keeps me occupied. Before, several days would pass without any customers. Now they come in daily. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, I make such a good income now, the likes of which I could never have imagined. Arif Sahib, a missionary from Togo, writes that there is a person named Awakaji Sahib from the Kara region who says, I was facing some financial difficulty while the last month of akh was upon us. I was worried about how I would fulfill my pledge. Then it occurred to me that there is a small goat at home, which I was keeping for some other purpose. But I could sell it and use the money to offer financial contributions. That was the only thing he had at home. And he decided to sell it in order to offer contributions. He says, I had intended to do so, and one day the missionary came to collect financial contributions. That same day, someone who had taken a loan from me, which I had no hope of its return, came at the same time in order to return the money. He says, I gave all of that money towards waqf In this manner, Allah the Almighty procured the means to help me from the unseen. He made a virtuous intention, and before He could even act upon it, Allah the Almighty took care of the matter. He intended to sacrifice out of that which he loved, and Allah the Almighty rewarded him before he could even make the sacrifice, because Allah knows the conditions of the hearts. Sajid Iqbal Sahib from the Marshall Islands says, there is a woman living here by the name Lorraine. She says, Allah the Almighty has bestowed great blessings upon me and my family due to financial sacrifices. Before.'" We did not partake in financial sacrifices because we did not have certainty about the degree to which Allah the Almighty blesses financial sacrifices, and we were also facing financial difficulty at the time. We would not have enough money for food and drink, and we were worried when it came to fulfilling household expenditures. However, when we heard the sermons at the mosque about the blessings associated with financial sacrifices, we thought that we should also take part. She says, Hence, we started making sacrifices and offering financial contributions. Now, Allah the Almighty has blessed us so much that we are able to attend to our household expenses and there are no difficulties with providing food and drink. It often happens that we receive money from various places that we could not have even imagined. No matter how much we give, Allah the Almighty continues to increase it manifold. This is a manner in which Allah the Almighty treats new converts in order to strengthen their faith. The inspector of Wakfajadeed from India says, I went to Milapalam, Tamil Nadu Jamaat, to complete the Rukhwar Jadid budget and collect contributions. And while I was there, I met a sincere Ahmadi who pledged allegiance in 2014 and entered the fold of Ahmadiyat. The new convert, says, although he's not a new convert anymore, in any case that Ahmadi says, I pledged 4,000 rupees for Vakf when I did Bait because that's all I could afford. Every year since then I have increased the amount as much as I've been able to and it is due to this that Allah the Almighty has continued to grant me special success in my business. Then after some time the rest of my family also did Bait. He says, By the grace of Allah the Almighty, now my contribution to Waqf al-Jadeed is 500,000 rupees. Last year, during the month of Ramadan, he fulfilled his pledge of 500,000 rupees. He says, despite the lockdown, due to the blessings resulting from financial contributions, I did not endure any loss in my business, rather it continued to grow. Now by the grace of Allah the Almighty, My business has expanded beyond India into Thailand. He says, this is all due to the blessings of making financial contributions. These are the blessings of Allah the Almighty. This is not the business of gambling. Instead, he put up money and worked hard, established a business spent in the way of Allah the Almighty and then Allah the Almighty increased it many fold. Then there is another example from India. The missionary in charge writes Nazim Mal, an inspector of Akhfajdeed in Malampuram, Kerala, was on a tour for the end of the fiscal year. He also came to our region where he received a phone call from a sincere Ahmadi resident, Rahman Sahib, who is a businessman. He said, come to my company. I have opened a new branch in my company where I wish to have prayers offered. When we went there, without us even asking anything, he presented us with a cheque for one million rupees. Furthermore, he also provided his larger vehicle for our tour, equipped with petrol. Nazim Mal Sahib said that a small car would suffice, but Rehman Sahib said, no, a representative of markaz should travel in a reliable vehicle comfortably. Rehman Sahib further says, I gathered this amount for registering a property, but owing to your arrival, I have given it towards Waqf jadid scheme. And I moved the date for the registry into the future. After a few days, Bir Rahman Sahib said that he obtained a large sum of money without any effort, which was more than enough for his needs. The sum greatly exceeded one million rupees. A woman from Mauritius by the name of Miss Shabriz Sahiba writes, I decided to sacrifice the money I received from my parents as a birthday present. 500 rupees would go towards waqf jadeed and 500 towards tahriq jadeed I had stored that sum in an envelope. I was unwell at the time and my paternal uncle and cousin came to see me. They both gave me envelopes, each containing 5000 rupees. I was astonished to see that Allah the Almighty had rewarded me ten times more than what I had given. The Sadr of Georgia Jamaat writes, There is a member by the name of Muhammad Abu Hamad Sahib, who is originally from Palestine and is studying medicine in Georgia. He had taken the bayat three years ago. The Jama'at held a seminar during the Ashra of waqf e highlighting the way to spend for the cause of Allah. The student said, at this time, I only have about $300 and I've decided to contribute half of that towards waqf because I remember the following verse of the Holy Quran, Qad Aflaha man That is, he indeed truly prospers who purifies it. By the end of the month after my day-to-day expenses I was left with just two dollars in my bank account. At the end of December a relative of mine was coming to Georgia from Palestine. I was worried about how I would be able to host him. However, by the sheer grace of Allah the Almighty, on the same day that my guest arrived I also received a transfer of a thousand dollars into my bank account from somewhere. He continued to say, I always show gratitude to Allah the Almighty for that and consider it a blessing of alms giving. It is a matter of perspective. A worldly person has a certain perspective. But a faithful person always thinks that the grace of Allah the Almighty they received was a result of spending for His cause. A Muallim from Kenya writes, There is a new convert in my local Jamaat by the name of Khadija. She is a teacher in a nursery school. At the start of the year, she pledged 500 shillings for the waqf e scheme and made her payment. He continues, I went to the school to give her the receipt. However, she came to my home and told my wife that she would like to give an additional 500 shillings. She said, my total contributions should be 1000 shillings. I am doing this with the intention that Allah the Almighty will increase His blessings. When I came home and my wife informed me of this, I wrote out another receipt. He continues to say, I went to give her the receipt and she said to me, I have a son who is studying in college and I had submitted a request for a grant that would go towards his education. My request was not being accepted. However, just today I received a call from the college that a sum of 30,000 shillings has been deposited by the government for his expenses. He says, This incident has had a great impact upon me. Amir Saib of Indonesia writes, There is a member by the name of Rahim Sahib from a small Jamaat. He says, I make contributions towards the Wakfajadeed scheme every year. The years 2020 and 2021 were very difficult for me because I could not find employment. Some time ago I resigned from my employment to start a business, however I was not successful. My savings gradually depleted, the year for for Wakfajadeed was coming to an end and I had given a pledge to contribute. I could not see a way to contribute. It was difficult to find employment, especially because I was approaching the age of 51, as it was hard to find employment at this age. I would pray for this in Tahajjud prayer every day. He would also write letters to me regularly, saying that he needs to contribute to Waqwa scheme and requesting prayers that he may be, have the honor to do so. He continues, In one way or another, Allah the Almighty enabled me to fulfill my pledge for Waqwa before the end of the year. I was somehow able to make the contributions. He continues, A few days after making my contribution, I received a phone call from a previous employer who asked me to come in for an interview. I thanked Allah that I had found a job. I was very surprised because the person that called me was not my direct supervisor. My friend was also astonished at the fact that I was made this offer, especially because I had resigned from there seven years earlier. He says, It is a favour of Allah upon me, that even at this age, I have found a source of income. There is a city in Senegal called Tambakunda. A missionary from there writes: During my tour, whilst I was encouraging people to give alms and relating incidents that you had mentioned in previous sermons, I met an Ahmadi by the name of Usman Sahib. He said that prior to taking the birth, his financial state was very weak, and after taking the birth, all his relatives began to oppose him. They made four attempts to burn down his house, and every time a different portion of his house would be set ablaze. However, he says that ever since he started participating in alms giving under the system of the Jamaat, His circumstances have changed. He continues to say, Owing to the blessings of almsgiving, he has now built his own secure house. Before, his house was made of straw and would easily catch fire. However, now it is a solid structure. His children are also getting a good education in the city. Every year, just as in other branches of almsgiving, he makes a commendable increase in his contributions towards Afrijideed. He says, All my opponents have either passed away or if they are alive, are in a deplorable state. Amir Sahib of Tanzania writes, There is an incident of a farmer. He grows tomatoes and waters his crops by renting machines and pumps to lift water from the lake. He said, this year rain was scarce, the crops deteriorated. The neighbouring farmers would laugh at me as they watered their crops, commenting about what I had done to my crops. Nonetheless, he says, when the Muallim reminded me to give alms, I offered the 1000 shilling I had in my possession. The Muallim gave me my receipt. The next day, there was an Amla meeting and I told the Muallim that the deal I made has come to fruition as the first rain of the season has showered on my crops and the water reserves are full. Allah the Almighty has rewarded me in this manner. A missionary from Sierra Leone writes, There is a teacher, Alex Thomas Sahib, who is a researcher in Sierra Leone. He says that there were arrears in his Vasiyat and other financial schemes of the Jamaat due to the governmental issues of the previous year, owing to which there was a delay in the paying of salaries. For some time, life became very difficult. Nonetheless, he arranged for some money and paid his Vasiyat and other alms even during this time. He said, after giving alms, I was first elected to be part of a group that was undertaking a research project on rice in guinea conakry Following that, I also received a large furnished house. Furthermore, I had the opportunity to arrange for a TV and MTA before the 2022 Jalsa Salana UK. Most of all, by the grace of Allah the Almighty, I also attained a scholarship for a PhD in Japan's Kagoshima University. I had applied and my institution also gave me a recommendation. And as a result, I was selected. He further says, I have been in Japan since last year. By the grace of Allah, I am in contact with the Jamaat here as well. Not only that, but by God's grace, my institution has also allotted a house for my family and stipend in Sierra Leone. He says, nonetheless, this has greatly strengthened my faith. Allah the Almighty has granted me this favor due to the blessings of alms-giving. It is observed that not only amongst older Ahmadis but there are many examples of how new converts are disinterested in wealth. The missionary of the Moyamba region of Sierra Leone writes, In reference to the Friday Sermon, the people were encouraged to contribute towards Waqva through the story of a companion who took an axe into the woods, cut and sold lumber, and offered his earnings to the Holy Prophet wasallam. There are Ahmadis who come to offer Friday prayers from a nearby village known as Dodo. Amongst them a sincere Ahmadi by the name of Qasim came on a sweltering afternoon and contributed a large sum towards Waqf-e-Jadeed, saying that it was his total earnings. He was told to keep some money for his monthly expenses, but he responded very passionately saying, the day you narrated the story of that companion, I made a solemn vow to bring that story into practice. Thus, you must accept the full amount. Allah the Almighty will reward me himself. A <laughs> Sahib of Tanzania writes, The Muallim of the Shinyanga region informed me of an area known as Sambachai where the community has been newly established. Up until December, 39 people had entered the fold of the community. This Jamaat was only established last month. The muallim says, In December, I was touring the local jamaats assigned to me. I also visited this newly established Jamaat. Most of the people who entered the community from this area previously had no religion. They were not acquainted with religion at all, and so there was a focused effort to teach them prayer and the Qur'an. After offering the Zohar prayer, there was a class held for moral training, during which I taught the method of prayer and other matters of Islamic jurisprudence. An elderly man saw a receipt book in the Muallim's bag and inquired about it. The Muallim explained that as the year for Waqf al was in its final month, they were collecting the pledges that were made after which a report would be sent to the headquarters so that their report could be seen by Hazrat Khalip All Ahmadis that take part in this scheme are given a receipt. Upon this, another Ahmadi asked, when will you take our Janda? The Mualim said, I told them that I had thought that because they were going through difficult times and there were new converts that perhaps they needed more moral training. Hence, that you would be included in the scheme from the following year. Upon this, all the converts asked, Will our names not be presented to Hazrat Khalid masih This cannot happen. Upon this, all those present gave everything they had. When we were about to leave, they said, Muallim Sahib, before you leave, note down our promises for next year as well. Subsequently, they pledged their amounts for vakfajid for the following year as well. In this way, Allah the Almighty is increasing the faith of the new converts as well. Amir Sahib Gambia writes, Jalu Sahib is an Ahmadi member who resides in the Dutabalu Jamaat of the North Bank. Jalu Sahib's father is not an Ahmadi and is a chief of his village. He is extremely ill and frail and for this reason his son, who is an Ahmadi, oversees the matters relating to the village. He mentioned that one day an Islamic NGO visited their village and according to him, they would assist the Muslims of the village with 15,000 dalasis. He further says, They phoned me and said, We have heard a lot about you, that you are very noble and a decent man. We wish to assist you and your father with 30,000 dalasis, But the only issue is that you are an Ahmadi. If you leave the Jama'at, you will receive this amount. Upon this, Jalo Sahib replied to the NGO, I do not need any money because the Jama'at has taught us that Allah the Almighty is sufficient for His people. Besides, each year I donate more than 15,000 dhilesis in alms. Upon hearing this, they were astounded and said, Why do you give such a big amount to the Jama'at? You yourself are poor. To this the Ahmadi replied, Were you to discover the amount of joy and blessings I have experienced from Allah the Almighty, you yourself would join the community of the Imam Mahdi. This is the condition of the faith that Allah the Almighty is instilling in the hearts of those Ahmadi's living in distant lands. After professing belief in the ardent devotee of the Holy Prophet their faith goes from strength to strength. Amir saib of Congo, Kinshasa writes, during the Friday sermon, the members were reminded about contributing towards waqf e Chanda. On the same day, Nuruddin Sahib, who works in the police force, rang al Muallim and said, I have been saving an amount in case of an emergency. However, after hearing Murabi Sahib encouraging to contribute towards waqf e I would like to contribute towards that. He contributed 210,000 franc, which for him was an extraordinary amount. This is an example of those who love to offer sacrifices in the way of Allah. The missionary in Macedonia writes, Most of the Ahmadis here are poor But despite this, they still offer financial sacrifices. One member, Faisal Sahib, who pledged allegiance in 1995 in Germany, travelled to various countries before settling back in Macedonia. Initially, he had little contact with the Jamaat, but later he became more attached. Last Eid al-Adha, he stayed in the mission house for two or three days. During his stay, he was informed about the financial system of the Jamaat, Aside from obligatory janda, he is informed about the hariqa jadeed and waqfu jadeed. He further writes 10 or 12 days later, I went into town to meet him. Before leaving, he gave me 10,000 Macedonian dinars as janda, which is not a large amount and equates approximately to 63 euros. This member is unemployed and has not been working for a long time. I said to him, that he was well aware of his own circumstances and so I advised him to keep some amount for himself and to save it for his family because what he gave was a very large amount in Macedonian dinars. However, he insisted and happily gave the entire amount from himself and his family towards Wakfajdeed, saying that Allah the Almighty would provide for him. Thus, these are the people who are truly offering sacrifices, who give in the way of Allah the Almighty out of that wealth which they are in need of. The Promised Messiah says, It is not possible for you to love wealth and Allah. You can have love for one only. He further says, Fortunate is the one that loves Allah alone. If anyone from among you loves Allah, And sacrifices their wealth for the sake of Allah, I firmly believe that their wealth will be blessed far more than the wealth of others. Because wealth is not received by a person of his own accord, rather it goes to a person with the will of God. Thus the one who leaves some portion of their wealth for the sake of God will certainly receive blessings thereof. Thus every Ahmadi who has offered sacrifices is a witness to the truthfulness of this extract that whatever the Promised Messiah said was the truth. May Allah the Almighty enable those who offered sacrifices to increase in their level of sacrifice. May they, as well as those people who are better off financially, but level of sacrifice is not as good, understand this saying of the Promised Messiah, wherein He states, I tell you again and again, Allah is not dependent on any of your services, but it is a great blessing upon you that He has granted you an opportunity to offer sacrifices. Those that are miserly ought to ponder over this. May Allah the Almighty enable the Umara of the Jama'at to understand this matter as well. After this, I will mention the details and figures of the collection of Afwajdeed last year. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, the 65th year of Waqf concluded on 31st of December and the new year commenced on 1st of January. The total sacrifice offered by the Jama'at was more than 12.2 million. 12,215,000. Despite the fact that the economic situation of the world has not improved, this is an increase of £928,000 from last year. Alhamdulillah. Out of all the jamaats across the world, the UK stood first again in terms of overall collection. Canada is in second place, followed by Germany, who have moved down to third place. USA were 4th, India were 5th, Australia were 6th. 7th place was a Jamaat in the Middle East. Indonesia were 8th, Ninth place was another Jamaat in the Middle East and Belgium stood 10th. In terms of contribution per capita, USA is 1st, Switzerland is 2nd, UK is 3rd, Australia is 4th and Canada is 5th in terms of overall contribution amongst the African countries. First is Ghana, second is Mauritius, third is Nigeria, Burkina Faso is fourth, Tanzania is fifth, Liberia is sixth, The Gambia is seventh, Uganda is eighth, Sierra Leone is ninth and Benin is tenth. This year there has been a 61,000 increase in the number of participants. The total number of sincere participants is 1.5 million 6,000. Out of those countries who strive to increase their number of participants, Uganda was first, followed by Guinea-Bissau, Cameroon, Congo-Brazzaville, then Niger, Congo-Kinshasa, and then Bangladesh. These countries were worthy of mention. In terms of overall collection, The top 10 large marts from the UK are Farnham is first, Worcester Park is second, Walsall is third, Islamabad is fourth, Gillingham is fifth, South Cheam is sixth, Aldershot South seventh, Bradford eighth, Cheam ninth, and Yule tenth. The regions are Bedeftu stood first, Islamabad was second, Fazl Mosque is third, Midlands is fourth, and betul is fifth. The top 10 Jamaat with regard to Daftar Adfal are Aldershot South is first, followed by Islamabad, then Walsall, Farnham, then Roehampton, Yule, Aldershot North, followed by Mitcham Park, Borden, South Cheam, and betul The top five smaller Jamaat in terms of overall collection is Spen Valley, Heathley, North Wales, Northampton, and Swansea. The Emirates of Canada are as follows. Vaughan is first, followed by Vancouver, Calgary, Peace Village, Toronto, and then Brampton West. The top ten large Jamaats in Canada, the ones mentioned before were Emirates. The Jamaats are as follows. Milton West is first, Hadika Ahmed is second, Milton East is third, Winnipeg is fourth, Saskatoon, Betra Ahmed fifth, Durham West sixth, Ottawa West seventh, Innisfil is eighth, Regina's tenth, Abbotsford tenth. Regina was ninth and Abbotsford was tenth. From the Atfal collection, Vaughan is first, followed by Peace Village, then Toronto West, Calgary and Brampton East. The top five Jamaats in Daftar Atfal are, the ones mentioned before were Amarads, now they are Jama'at. Eretry, St. Catharines, Hadika Ahmed, Innisfil and Bradford East. The top five emirates of Germany are, Hamburg is first, Frankfurt is second, Wiesbaden is third, followed by Gross-Gerau and Reichstadt. The top 10 Jamaats are Rudermark, Ruderow, Mainz, Bert Rasheed, Florzheim, Florsheim, Nida, Mahdiabad, Freydberg, and Koblenz. In terms of collection from Matfal, the top five regions are Hessen Mitte, Hessen Southwest, Hamburg, Taunus, and Wiesbaden. The top 10 Jama'aats in USA are Maryland, North Virginia, Los Angeles, Detroit, Silicon Valley, Boston, Austin, Oshkosh, Rochester, and then Phoenix. The top 10 Jama'aats for Atfal are South Virginia, North Virginia, Maryland, Seattle, Orlando, Austin, Silicon Valley, Oshkosh, Portland, and Zion. The top three Jamaat's in Pakistan are, despite Pakistan's unfavorable economic situation, by the grace of Allah, they increased their collection significantly in the local currency. Compared to the pound, the value of their currency has diminished, but despite this, they contributed a significant amount. The first Jamaat was Lahore, followed by Rabwa, and then Karachi was third. In terms of districts, Islamabad was first, followed by Sialkot, Faisalabad, Gujarat, Gujranwala, Sargoda, Umarkot, Multan, Mirpurkhas, and Deiragazi Khan. In terms of overall collection, the top 10 Jamaats are Islamabad City, Defense Lahore, Township Lahore, Darul Zikr Lahore, Model Town Lahore, Allama Iqbal Town Lahore, Raul Town, Azizabad Karachi, Samanabad Lahore and Mughal Lahore. The three large jamaats for Daftar Atfal, Lahore is first, Rabwa is second and Karachi is third. The position of districts for Daftar Atfal are, Islamabad is first, Sialkot, Faisalabad, Sargoda, Umarkot, Mirpurkhas, Khas, Narawal, Nankana Sahib, Jehilim and then Kuwaita. The small Jamaat that made extraordinary progress are, they are not only small Jamaats but include large towns as well, Gujarawala city, Gulchanjami, Krachi, Sadar Karachi, Rawalpindi, Kent, Betel Faisal, Faisalabad, Karim Nagar, Faisalabad, Sialkot Town, Peshawar, Sargoda, Okara. The top 10 provinces from India are Kerala, Tamil Nadu, Karnataka, Jammu Kashmir, Telangana, Orisha, Punjab, West Bengal, Maharashtra, and Delhi. The top 10 Jamaats are Coimbatore, Hyderabad, Kadyan, Keralai, Pathapriyam, Bangalore, Malappallyalam, Calcutta, Calicut and Kerrang. The top 10 Jamaat from Australia are, Castle Hill is first, Melbourne, Langwaran, Marsden Park, Logan East, Melbourne, Berwick, Penrith, Perth, Adelaide South, Melbourne Clyde, and Adelaide West. The Jamarts in Australia in terms of contribution from adults are Castle Hill, Melbourne Longwarren, Marsden Park, Melbourne Berwick, Logan East, Penrith, Perth, Adelaide South, Adelaide West, and Melbourne Clyde. The collection from Atfal are Melbourne Long Warren, Logan East, Penrith, Perth, Castle Hill, Melbourne Clyde, Adelaide South, Melbourne Berwick, Mount Druitt, and Melbourne West. May Allah the Almighty greatly bless the wealth and progeny of all those.
0: الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا الله فلا وَمَن يُضِلُّ فَلَا هَذِي الْحَقُّ وَنَشَادُ اللَّهَ إِلَهٌ إلَّا اللَّهُ وَنَشَادُ نَبْوَىٰ مُدَّنَ الْمُبْدُورُ اللَّهِ Allah اللَّهُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ بِالْعَدْلِ we take the عن of والمنكر والبغي يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون the الله يذكركم take the لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر